Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Beat. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Beat, part of the Triple Play Fantasy Network. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris Torres. I'll be your host today. We got a special episode, man. We're going back to the start. We have Carlos Mercano back with us, one of the co-founders of the Fantasy Baseball Beat. He started this podcast with us. He made the logo. Um, you know, he was with us from day one. So super excited to have Carlos back with us. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Mike Carter. Mike, I know you just came back. You had a tough loss um with uh, jack's little league team so how you feeling and just how are you doing overall you know what it's been an interesting week uh already it's uh, and it's wednesday as we sit here and record uh i do want to say um just as, as if on cue carlos's main white Sox guy oscar colas just hit a bomb so all was right in the world it's things are gelling Carlos has Carlos has figured out a way to make sure that the Sox are worse than his beloved A's. It's definitely and the happening. A's won today too, and the yeah. Yankees are winning. So look at that; the stars have aligned. Well, the Yankees will figure out a way to blow it. Who's up? Clay Holmes. He's about ready to blow another one, ain't he? No, nah, the no, mojo, the mojo has changed, bro. I'm I'm all in, baby. We're going to the playoffs. Oh boy, yeah. Misery loves companion. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send a message to Ingrid and tell her that you're buying crack again. <laughs> Sorry, on, Ingrid. He's out on the, my secret. He's out on the streets buying crack for three dollars a bag. He's back on Jason the rocks. Dominguez, three for four with his first Yankee Stadium home run. Let's go. Yeah, it, let's go. So, as if we need another reason for you to be more irritating than you already are. You know? <laughs> oh my God! Here we go. As soon as just that guy called up, I'm like, show "Well, the Yankees have been good." Uh, all right. So just uh, wait. It's gonna bro. be. Just wait. You, the, the most insufferable fan base in all of sports. <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm, every, I'm good, guys. We did we did lose. We lost to probably the best team in the league tonight. And, um, you know, we had uh, played California rules there at the end. So, you know, those things happen. Uh, the boys were disappointed. Um, it wasn't for lack of effort. They give they play with their heart, man. I, I love it. They're a passionate group. And uh, I'll get back out there on Saturday, have another nice day coming on Saturday, playing some ball, and it'll be a good time. Um, yeah, so no, life is good. Busy day today. Uh, Pearl Jam last night. Uh, I'm too old to be out at midnight on a Tuesday, I decided, but uh, it was well, well worth it. I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Yeah, man, you're living, baby. I mean, you're doing it all. So uh, good for you, man. But let's bring in Carlos because I'm excited to hear how he's been doing and what he's up to. So, uh, Carlos, man, welcome back. It's so good to have you. What's going on? Oh, man, just. As happy as I can be to be here today, man. Uh, when when you guys, uh, you know, sent uh, the message and I said, "Oh yes, for sure, man. I I need this. I need this." Uh, and 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 uh, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I miss it a lot. Uh, uh, I wish things were a little easier for me in terms of schedules and things like that. And 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 because I I, I would love to be back, but I mean, I'm extremely happy to so. Of, of the way you guys have been, you know, moving things around with the pod. Uh, there, there is one episode better than the other, and 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 and, and I think people is it's noticing, and 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 people like it. I, I I've been asked about, hey, what about why are you back? And and the, it's a cool show, and, and things like that. So that makes me so proud, man. So proud, and 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 I know it's gonna keep. Your guys are gonna keep rocking. So. I, I mean, just like you know, the 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 cheerleader on the on the sides, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, those are my guys," uh, you know, and things like that. So, so I'm 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 really happy to be around again. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, you you were a big part of uh, us getting getting this started, getting this off the ground. So uh, we miss you, and uh, we're so happy to have you back. Um, but I want to talk to you about what you're what you're up to in terms of. Yeah. Uh, content right now. I know that you're still a baseball prospectus. So um, just if you could tell everybody what you got going on and uh, what type of stuff you're putting putting out there right now. So yes, basically uh, content related. It's it's uh, mostly BP baseball 
baseball prospectus. I ha I keep with my weekly specs column there, and I mm -hmm. also do a biweekly. We call it a fantasy uh, freestyle column where I pick a topic or fantasy related and and just go with it. And um, I, I mean, I'm really really happy there. It, it's been a great platform in terms of, of exposure and things like that. And mm -hmm. and there there is so much knowledge. I, 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 it, it's incredible all, all the stuff that they, they guys th those guys do behind the scenes. All the, the in terms of statistics and, and analysis and things like that. Really, really um, data driven stuff that it's pretty cool. But also they they have a, a good amount of writers that go on like more opinion and things like that you know things subjective part of the, of the game things they they did a, a, a Stephen Goldman did a wonderful piece on the wonder franklin stuff and things like that that are beyond you know the the performance on the field that it, it's it's been really cool i i i've mm -hmm. really enjoyed it and uh, i'm i'm pretty happy about it awesome man well um yeah i know they take on it, it's not just uh exclusive to stats and analytics and what's mm -hmm. going on in the field they also take on like other outside issues social issues so that's kind of what makes uh, baseball prospectus unique so yeah. great website you're doing great work over there you mentioned the specs column that you're doing so uh for anybody who may not be familiar with that if you could uh just explain what that is and uh also want to know like what's been some of the more interesting findings that you've uh, that you've had writing that column and um, and and looking at the model here. Sure, Specs is the this index that I created like a couple of years ago when I was still um, writing for Picture List. Um, we did like an aggregate of some major uh, pitching stats, like the the ones that. Uh, I consider that would be like more important in terms of giving uh, a preliminary, um, you know, like, like getting the, the first idea of where to look for when you are um, researching pictures. And, and uh, I created this, this uh, um, index that summarizes all these five stats into just one number and you can rank it, you know, it's just to make it easier and, and more approachable. So uh, taking things like, K minus walks percentage, CASW percentage, and ERA estimator, estimator like PCRA, and out of the zone swings and zone swings and things like that. Put them together, and and it's been quite quite nice for me because it has provided me like another platform because now uh, uh, a lot of people in my really tiny part of, of Twitter know me knows more about me because of that and and it's funny that I've been keeping a spreadsheet for this past two years trying to update it twice a week or once at least and uh, and it's been nice because I I, I, I have received messages people that have found it useful so that that's really cool when when anyone you know, sends your messages. Hey, this helped me to do this or that, and and I I, I have enjoyed it. And now, what I've been trying to do is I'm putting together a, a website where people can actually uh, get it by themselves in real time and in different periods of time. That's something that's like my main project. But it, it's been taking me like a year because of I do it in my spare, limited, and almost non-existent free time so um, but i hope to launch it for for the off season and for the next uh draft season so uh, I, it's been fun it's been fun well it's brilliant stuff that you're doing and you know i don't understand any of it you know i'm just here for the i'm here for the comic relief you know but <laughs> the one thing i would comment on so far i mean your writing is incredible and i know you always poo poo yourself and 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 say oh i don't do this or i don't do that well enough or whatever your writing is really clear. Even a dummy like me is capable of understanding when <laughs> no, you write. Really. So that's always a really good thing, you know, for sure. No. Um, Carlos, one of the things that you you talked about was um, the, the in August was an article that you published called Punt to the Finish Line. Yeah. Can you kind of summarize that article for our listeners here and tell us a little bit about how you're applying that strategy to the final weeks of the season? 
So yeah, for sure. That 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 was basically motivated because uh, for um, um, because of um, my current situation with the uh, the main event team that I'm running with my friend Mark Northen. Um, we are uh, we were out of competition for the first first three places about like three weeks ago, and suddenly we had this amazing offensive season uh, weeks. It were a couple of no last last week we broke the home run record for the year in a week with 34 homers in a week and the RBI uh, record wow. for for a week 74 RBIs. It, it was great. Wow. No, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was Bro, really. Who amazing. did you? Oh, all right, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> who did you have? <laughs> who did uh, this? So it's it's great to have Kyle Schwarber when he's hot. Uh, um, yes, we yes. we also have Ronald Acuna for sure. We have uh, he's not Ozuna. bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good kid. Um, Ozuna, um, JP Crawford, who's been red hot. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Jordan Walker, Bryce Harper. It, it it in terms of offensive, it's a pretty stacked team. It, it, it we 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 managed to to have a. It's been pitching our problem the most of the year, and 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 that's why that what that what's the thing that led to the thought of punting saves for the for the rest of the season. Uh, we only have Camilo Duval uh, because we had Will Smith, but he's out of the of the closing gig. I think he's he's pretty much toast for the rest of the year. I believe so, or maybe he will be back, but he it's not like the 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 definitive. I I, I will. I uh, let Mike tell us about about that situation, but uh, we are so we decided. Okay, we are not going on with the seven starting pitchers, two closers, typical uh, setup. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna semi punt saves. We're only gonna keep the ball, and maybe we're, we're gonna have to to drop him out of the of the rotation uh, uh, for later on. Um, so the, the the article was in that regard. When do we need to punt one statistic to try to gain on a couple of others? And in this case, we're aiming to move places in wins and and this um, case, which are possibly uh, where we can get <clears throat> um, some gains because offensively, to, today uh, there was also we already had like four homers. And 13 RBIs. The team is doing phenomenally great in in terms of offense. We we have a steady race and Acuna in still is still in bases. So we're pretty much in a good in a good place offensively. And now we are just like six points out of the first place when we were like 20 in a couple uh, three weeks ago or something like that. It's been really really crazy. And I think we're gonna keep the, this. This punting safe strategy. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. We've, we've been. It's been a, a roller coaster trying to to you know root for our guys, our pitching guys, because it's been really hard to get the well wins. You know, it's so hard to to predict and and, and try to go for them. But it's gotten really fun for the final stretch. So I, I, I mean, we're 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 on back on competition, and then that, that's something that. Uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's see if that that's, works. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, just to even be in contention at this point is exciting, especially when you thought at one point the team was dead, and uh, now it's it's made this surge. Uh, where are you guys at in the overall? So we were like 250, 250 mm-hmm. uh, about two weeks ago, and now we're 140. We 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 have won nice. like a hundred. Yeah, it's been it's that's been great. Really, it's been really crazy. It's it's. I mean, we at some point we were really, really well. Our hitting has been stacked the whole year, um, but uh, the pitching—it's uh, been a uh, really, a really, you know, it, it's been hard. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think we could, we could, we could make it. I think we can make it. And uh, Mark, uh, my friend, he he he's he's top ten in the AC tournament in in with uh, an auction. Team, so he. This is. I, I. I'm giving him all the credit because he, he's he's a mastermind. I. I really. I really 
uh, I, I have never met someone more organized than and these notes that he he creates. And I'm just here. Uh, I, I'm mostly like my, Mike says, like, like you know, the moral support most most of the time. So, so, nah, but man, it's been it's been really fun. Tell yourself short, bro. I mean, you you know what you're doing, and I know you played last year, and we talked before the season started about kind of what you learned playing in the main event last year. So you're obviously. Uh, applying some of those lessons and it's paying off so that's awesome to hear um you are beating me you're ahead of me in the overall that's um, not that surprising actually like, uh, yeah well it's just i'm so jealous that you have acuna because i've uh, <laughs> talked enough on the show about me taking turner over acuna at the 101 so that that oh hurt <laughs> um i've still managed to i mean Let's be well, honest. Turner, Turner has been, been hot lately. He's been great so. lately, so yeah. I can't, yeah. you know, I can't complain too much at this point. But uh, you know, he's kind of his numbers are getting back to where you would expect them to be. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, we're right now. My team is like around 200, so fighting for third place. That's about uh the best that I'm going to be able to do. The teams that are the two teams uh in first and second are like in top 50 overall so i'm not catching them but would just like to break even this year and and get my right. uh entry feedback so we'll we, we live for another fight man. exactly exactly <laughs> so that's that's what i'm fighting for right now but um real quickly i know you're co-managing that team i mean what has for anybody out there because honestly i want to look into finding a co-manager uh for my main event next year it's just like to me it seems like no put your hand down um (laughs) uh, (laughs) what was i gonna say uh but yeah i'm curious like what is that like for you and like any word of advice for anybody who is interested in maybe taking the dive into the main event and and doing that with someone else Oh, this, that that's such an inter such an interesting question because um I have had the best experience uh, co-managing with Mark because um <clears throat> as I said he's extremely organized right I'm not that <laughs> that organized and and we have like this um li- like this system where we discuss stuff and we try to uh, we we rarely have uh, diff- different opinions, but when we do, we try to rational, make it rational for the other to understand uh, what, what and, and not just make God uh, moves and things like 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 are not um, enough thought about it. I think that that what that has been the the key for we ha- getting along uh, this nicely because. Um, it's not about imposing our our point of view. If it's like uh, making the other um, understand and and you know convincing the other, and and it, it has worked. Um, last year we have uh, we didn't have uh, the best year. Uh, we were on the Luis Robert, the thank you White Sox uh, bandwagon last year. And this year we forgot about him, and he's having a, and a really nice season this year. He's uh, the only one. Yeah, yeah. But we were big on him. We bet we we did uh, bet, and uh, and 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 uh, we have a like a month process before the draft uh, where we share notes and we try to establish the the, the pattern that we're going to draft. So it it requires a lot of uh, you know preparation and back and forth and i mean my wife it's jealous because i text to mark more than i talk to her right right <laughs> and and, and i'm sometimes on sundays we we just go to the phone and we talk before fat runs uh discussing things that maybe are not that easy to to go back and forth in text so um I think communication is the key. I, back to your question, what what would be? You have to talk a lot uh, uh, about your team because if not, it could happen that you might feel that someone is steering the 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 ship more than the other, or things like that. You know, and and it's and, basically like another marriage. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, but more fun? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. no more, oh, definitely, more definitely. fun. <laughs> Definitely more fun <laughs> without the, without the problems. Maybe my yeah, because problem, yeah, my because at the end. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can go to bed and you don't have to worry about what the baseball partner was doing. You know, like 
you come home shit can from Pearl Jam or something like that. You got a you got a totally different ball game when you get here. <laughs> I I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna move on to our next segment, uh, which is something we that we normally do is we take a look at the week that was and we all identify one fantasy-related takeaway from the past week. So I'm going to start with you, Mike. What was your takeaway from uh, from the past week here? You know, I think for me, the big thing this week uh, was really kind of checking my fab expectations of rookies that I'm trying to roster. I actually um, am one of the few players left in uh, the big leagues that I'm in that has a little bit of fab left over. I've got more than a hundred hours left in a couple of places. I'm learning as I go through fab. And we've well documented that here on the podcast that I am not a great fab player. I feel like I've learned more this year than I did like in the last three years prior, kind of combined together by playing with really good players. As you guys know, I'm, I'm in Glarf and I, to me, I would put those people up against just about anyone I know, quite honestly, long story short, uh, I put a lot of stock into getting some of these, um, these guys, but my expectations were probably a little bit off, you know, um, Mason Wynn coming up. I had a little bit of money for and fab for him. Didn't overspend or do anything too crazy. I was happy with that. I've learned to kind of get away from, you know, you guys have said this and I know other people that I play with have said this too, you know, you got to get your guys, you know, and if you overspend, I would have like existential crisis for days. If I bid like $37 on somebody and no one else bid on them, I'm like, my God, like, gnashing my teeth like pulling out what's left of my hair just kind of going over that and ruminating i've really learned to let that go this year but one of the things that i've really kind of thought about doing is like look you know i'm not going to bid 995 dollars on ellie de la cruz even if i had it i wasn't going to do that you know like some people do that and that's their their method i wanted to have a little bit for each week to kind of go through that strategy has not really paid off dividends for me in terms of having moving points up in the rankings although my teams are playing better and i've moved up points. I just haven't been able to kind of chip away at some of the the standings points with that. So I, I feel, feel like I have to temper my expectations. I got Dominguez in a couple of places. He's obviously been very good. Uh, that, that's going to help me, but you know, I'm nothing's going to save my season at this point, right? I, I need, I need the players to perform over the last few weeks and that's the way that it is. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. My, uh, my takeaway is fab related as well. Um, and I was just, you talked about rumination and pulling out whatever hair you have left and gnashing your teeth. That was me this past week. Cause I made such a dumb mistake, man. So I set up my bids. I, I think I dropped like, will you or Bray you? Cause I saw, you know, first of all, Man, how how shitty was that? Dude goes and has a kid. He he was playing, and then he has a kid, and then he comes back and like he's sitting on the bench. So I'm like, all right, I gotta go drop this guy now. Anyway, drop him, set up my bids, and I put in a dollar bid on Ronnie Mauricio. And I put him like at the top of one of my claim lists, thinking, no way I'm gonna get Ronnie Mauricio for a dollar. All right. So I'm like, I don't even have to worry about it, but I'm gonna do it just as like uh, hey, you yeah. never know. Well, right. you never know. I ended up getting Ronnie Mauricio in fab for a dollar last week. Jeez. Wow. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I needed another outfielder. I didn't need a second base or shortstop. That spot should have been uh, because I only had, I think my sixth outfielder was uh, DJ Stewart. Ooh. And him and my other and my fifth outfielder only played two games in the Monday through Thursday slot. Um, so I left myself short there. So the point is that when you're putting in these bids, make sure that you have enough of at each position, because I've done that before. And I've said, I'm never going to do that again. I'm just going to be like, like, that's such a basic thing. Here I am. I did it again. So that was, uh, (laughs) that was my experience this week with fab. Uh, Carlos, tell us what was, what was one takeaway that you had this past week? Um, and, and this is not only for the past week, but it's been like for the past month. You cannot have enough pitching, man. You cannot. Mm. You can't. You you just can't. It, it's incredible. Uh, uh, and and it's from since the start of the season. It, it all it all started with Robbie Ray pitching just like two innings for us and and going you know missing in action, and and we've had so many one after the other situations with with our pitching. And we, 
and we still, and this is something we find out today, thanks again, because Mark did, did some numbers. And and one of the problems we're back uh, or behind in, in case is because of volume. And mm-hmm. we, we, don't, we don't have enough uh, innings pitch. That's what we're trying to recover now. And and it's it's part of, the, of that, part injuries, part because some of the guys have never go beyond the fourth inning, things like that. But you need options. You need options. And, and, and um, I think something that needs to be really, really well looked at when you're, you're creating your roster and then when you're managing your FAP situation is that you, you have to have a really good backup in, in pitching because, man, pitching is unnatural and pitchers are going to get hard hurt mm-hmm. so and that's going to happen or they're going to underperform or, or things like that. the rotation and the, the amount of pitchers that the the the, uh, the churn uh, of of pitchers in, in it, it's incredible so i think that that's a big a big learn uh once again because that that's this is not the first time i'm i'm, I'm that happens to to you but as you said you, sometimes you keep repeating some mistakes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real quickly, how many pitchers do you guys carry? So you have a seven-man bench. Uh, talking about your main event league, mm-hmm. um, how many pitchers do you carry on your bench? So right now we have eight pitches, eight pitchers starting because we are running with just one closer, right. Dobal, and we have four more pitchers in the bench. Uh, Mike, we have, do you have a similar? Do, is that the the kind of what you're targeting to to have four pitchers on your bench? Or yeah, it's a, it depends better? on it, it depends on the league. But usually, I I like to have more pitching. I feel like hitting is easier to acquire for me on Fab than pitching. Um, mm-hmm. So I I really I did kind of overdraft pitching this year a little bit in terms of uh, wanting to have volume, and uh, I generally have four guys on my bench. How about you? I usually have three. Um, because in NFBC with the half weeks for hitters, I do find that it's valuable to have some more hitters on there that gives you more options to play matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only reason I tend to, uh, gravitate towards that. But, and that's why I try to make sure that my pitching, like I, I go heavier pitching early to make sure that's a, a strength of my team, uh, doesn't always work out. But um, that's generally my strategy. It's not like set in stone. It depends on on where my team is at. But uh, but yeah, that's how I go about it. But uh, that's a discussion for another day. So we <laughs> we talked about pitching. Um, or Carlos talked about pitching. Let's talk about um some pitchers who are trending up. And I wanted to bring up one pitcher, uh, who I mean he's he's owned everywhere, but. Just want to, I guess, more of a discussion. We're, we're going to start thinking about next year, right? Like we're mm-hmm. we're getting to that point. Um, and one guy who has really come on strong here down the stretch is Tariq Skubal. Uh, you look him up in the bat, a- and they look at like where you know the matchups and what ballpark they're pitching in. I, and I just sorted by best ERA rest of season. And Tariq Skubal uh, rest of season is projected to have a top ten ERA among pitchers. Uh, for the rest of 2023. So um, he is someone that's that's been fantastic. Carlos, I, I want to ask you, what does Specs think about Tariq Skubal? Oh, Specs loves him. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, he is, uh, just let me pull it. He's, uh, he has only pitched like 50-something innings, so I'll, I'll just put a, let me... He is actually the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the eighth uh, pitcher by specs. The, the eighth better pitcher by specs. If if I filter for fifty or more innings pitch this year, he's he has a solid eighty one, almost eighty two out of a hundred, which is great. It I I particularly consider solid to elite. Beyond eighty, so he he's, he's great, and it's it's it doesn't surprise me because last year it was the same. Inspects really liked him. Unfortunately, he was hurt, uh, but for mo- most of the part of the year, and, and he's also been hurt this year. But uh, uh, and and I, I I think that thinking about next year, he he should be on your short list of speechers. The problem with him is that he has turned into an injury problem 
mm-hmm. injury prone uh, pitchers supposedly. Uh, and there's one thing: any pitcher is injury prone. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've learned the hard way. You know, any pitcher it's it's so hard to predict injuries in pitchers that I I, I don't think. Of course, there are some with uh, you know things that. Uh, You, you can you can see that the, uh, poor Matt Manning has these freaks injuries. He he left the game today, all injured again. Great, great. Chris, Chris Sale has the the, the worst health, uh, you know a health situation sometimes. But um, I think he going back to Scoobal, He he will have uh, he should be in everyone's shortlist for next year. I'm, I definitely I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, no, he, he has been awesome. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up um, in drafts next season. I want to transition to hitters. And, Mike, I want to talk about one of your guys. I know you're going to love this. Don't do this. <laughs> don't, don't do it. A hitter that is trending up. Oh, no. You know how I like to sort by the last 14 days and look who. Uh, oh, yeah. I know where quality of contact. Know you going. know, you know. And the man that came up as near the top of the list with a 56% hard hit rate over his last 40 plate appearances, 16% barrel rate, 71% contact rate, which is okay. All right. I'm talking about Juan Mankata. Juan Mankata. Mike, you telling me there's a chance? You know what? There's a special place in hell for you. <laughs> you have your own. Torres is going to have his own like tenth layer of hell. They haven't even written about it yet. You're going. I'll see you there. I'll probably be there before you are. But you're getting your own special layer. No, you know, it's typical, isn't it? I mean, Mancada gets hot when the season's over. The season, nothing counts anymore. All of a sudden, he's swinging a great bat. The one thing about him, I'll say about this, is that he, this year he was playing through a lot of injury, and and he had this really un, unspecified, weird back injury that was impacting a lot of different things, and he took a lot of criticism here in Chicago for that, uh, including from me. Uh, but he is swinging a hot bat right now. They're letting him play. He's got a primo spot in the lineup right now. He's been batting uh, fourth or fifth almost every day in the last uh, uh, 10 days or so. The thing about it is, again, with this guy, like I, I'm not, I'm not falling into it. I'm not gonna, I'm not going for it. But this is a guy with a high pedigree. Remember when the White Sox acquired him in the Chris Sale trade? They thought they were getting the number one prospect in baseball. Obviously, yeah. that hasn't happened. Uh, but the pedigree is there. The talent is there. Could he put it together? He's only 27. Yes. Is that going to be for another team next year? That would be my guess. I, I don't know that the White Sox are going to. Uh, continue on with this folly of, you know, play a hundred, you know, first hundred games, you play 30 and then you're too hurt to play the other times. And then all of a sudden when you're, you know, 30 games below 500, he's hitting like a ton, you know, like, I don't know. He, but the talent is there. I mean, he is really hitting the living crap out of the ball right now. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I'm going to be using that excuse forever. Like, Oh, he's only 37 years old. I mean, he still has time. Remember he was the number one prospect in baseball. I know. You know? I know. We doubt this guy, but you no, gotta remember I, though too, you know, he's like, he is a 27 is still a young guy. And for a hitter, you know, that's a lot where a lot of guys yeah, start to come into their that's, prime. That's prime prime time. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, he's been up long enough though, that I feel like he kind of, we'd know by now, right? Like we would see more of an extended stretch of, um, you know, better performance than we've seen so far. But I just think for the rest of this year, he's 26% <clears throat> rostered in CBS. Mm-hmm. I think he's a pickup. Um, I think, you know, look look at his schedule coming up. He's got three against Detroit coming up this weekend. Then a seven-game week next week. He's got KC and four um, home against Minnesota. Then they go at Washington, at Boston, home against Arizona, home against San Diego to to close out the year. So a nice schedule there. Like you said, he's hitting the crap out of the ball. Um, is this somebody that I'm going to be buying into next year? Probably not because I'm, I'm just, who knows where he ends up. Um, I've been down this road too many times, but as a short-term pickup, especially Mike, you said he's hitting the middle of the lineup. Yeah. I think he's worth a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, that's, uh, that's my pick for this week. Carlos, uh, who are you looking at uh, as a hitter for this week? So um, he might not be that generally available, but 
uh, I think people should pay attention to what Kibrian Hayes is is doing lately, and um, this is something maybe more for next year also. Um, the guy is hitting the ball really, really nicely. He for the past thirty days. I know if you guys are familiar with dynamic hard hit rate, it's mm-hmm. kind of you know hard hit, but with the with the twist <laughs> because it depends on the launch angle when they that you bat the ball, and he is almost twenty percent there, and that's hard to do, really, really hard to do. I mean that that's similar to what Mookie Betts does. So if, if you want to compare it for the past thirty days. Uh, um, and he's also his contact rate is off the roof. He's almost eighty-three or something contact rate, which is nice. And that's a nice combo I've been I've been looking at recently. Um, hitters with good contact rate and a good dynamic hard hit rate, because usually the the hitters that have a, a good dynamic hard hit rate they strike out they strike out a lot. Because they, they are these power raiders. I mean, Joey Gallo was the king in DHH for for every time, but we know we know what he can't do, which is hit the ball, right? So, but Kiryan, um, I think people should pay attention to how he ends this season because he could uh, provide a good return of investment for for next year. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you on Kiryan Hayes. Um, I think he's one of those guys that. I think people, when they stop paying attention as the season gets closer, closer to ending, like he is someone that's going to go a little bit overlooked last year because the first couple yeah. months were just so blah, you know, and then he got injured. And, um, but I think he is finally, he's someone who I think is putting it together. Uh, and I like what you said about the dynamic hard hit rate. Um, he's in kind of elite territory there between his contact rate and hard hit rate. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I love that call out of Cabrian Hayes. Um, quickly, interesting team trends. I just want to take note of. Um, I was surprised when I pulled up last thirty days of the uh, top performing lineups in baseball. The Mariners came in at second best over the last thirty days in terms of their WRC plus. So things are clicking for them. Teoscar's gotten hot. Julio, we know what he's been doing. Cal Raleigh, JP Crawford, uh, man. Uh, J- of course, J.P. Crawford. You know, I saw something interesting. I think it was Kyle Body who had a clip yeah, of J.P. Crawford that, yeah. on Twitter, yeah. uh, how he went to driveline, and they really worked with him on improving his bat speed. They yeah. felt that all he needed was a tweak there uh, because his swing decisions were so good that if he just got a little bit more bat speed, he could really take another step forward, and, and he has. I mean, that work has absolutely paid off. He's been great, man. Totally. Hitting atop the lineup every day. Uh, I had him on my team at one point, and I'm like, ah, it's JP Crawford. You know, like we know what he is at, at this point. And obviously, we didn't. Uh, some of these guys, especially with the technology that's out there now and these different, yeah. you know, driveline and all these different training facilities, like we just don't know. Some of these guys yeah. can take another step once they've uh, made some tweaks to their game. We're gonna need Drivelight to give us the 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 list of people that visit them during the off season. I know that that's the next thing, man. We need to have people on the inside who you know are, are kind of scouting this out and can let us know beforehand. Yeah, uh, it doesn't always work out, but I feel no. like it's a pretty good hit rate as far as the guys who go to Driveline oh, sure. and improve their skills. Um, I think Noah Syndergaard went there. That one didn't work out, but I don't know if there's anything that could save Noah Syndergaard <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his former team, the Angels, uh, they are on the opposite end of the spectrum of the Mariners. They are, they've been 28th in baseball in terms of WRC plus over the past 30 days. Now you lose Shohei Otani. I know yeah. they said he's day to day with an oblique. Uh, I'd be surprised if Otani, I mean, I know the dude is just like, he's a gamer. Uh, he wants to play, but with nothing to play for, with yeah, his free agency I, I, I coming up. I hope he doesn't. I, I hope he yeah, rests. I, 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 don't see, I don't see why he's going to push himself at this point to right. come back and why the, the team would The would MVP, maybe. Maybe for the MVP and things like that. It's, uh, maybe. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. So, my point is, though, that team stinks. So, yeah. you're going to want to look ahead, especially for the, those of you in your head-to-head playoff matchups. And, uh, you know, streaming pitchers, if you're in Roto Leagues, 
Look at who's playing the Angels. Look ahead in the schedule and target those pitchers. Well, Luis Rangifo is the bright spot in, in that Angels team. So, Amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, well, 15, all that talent that 15, they had at one point, you're looking now yeah, at Luis yeah. Rangifo yeah, as the as, best hitter on that team. He, he has a 15 games hit, hitting streak. And I know this because he's in, in our team. So I'm following him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, when you rely on Luis Rangifo, that there, there's something to be done. <laughs> Yeah, that's a problem. He's helping right, Mike, carry my home league team right now, for sure. He's great. Yeah. Mike, I'm going to toss it over to you for a closer look. We're going to look at some bullpens around the league uh, that we should be watching moving forward. Oh, must we? Do we have to? No, I'm we kidding. Do. It's on the outline. <laughs> you have to do it. <laughs> okay, so a um, couple – I got three ones that I'm kind of watching right now, and obviously – Things can change in September for a lot of bullpens, as we know. Um, starting in St. Louis, we know that Oliver Marmol, who still has a job, surprisingly, uh, mm-hmm. clarified that it would be a timeshare the rest of the way between Giovanni Gallegos and Ryan Helsley based on their availability, which leads us to believe that neither one of them uh, might go two days in a row. So could be a true timeshare there for reasons that I don't fully understand. Uh, maybe Carlos or Chris, you could comment on this too. They were using Jojo Romero uh, as their closer of the last couple of weeks, and he was surprisingly getting the job done. However, on Saturday, he threw 35 pitches and then got put on the IL, and there was nothing said at the time about what the injury was or how long he was going to be out. Obviously, with no rush to come back for the season being a washout for St. Louis, it looks like Romero will probably not be back in that role. Um, and kind of looking at Romero a little bit, I, I didn't do a real deep dive because I don't really think he's going to be the closer next year. He did have a couple of ticks up on the K percentage and knocked down the walk percentage a little bit, which made him a little more enticing. But definitely they're uh, not a, a a guy that I think would be closer long term. Obviously, I think they want to see Helsley be healthy and take that role back. He was one of the four or five best relief pitchers in all of baseball last year. So be interesting to watch that there in their timeshare. If you're desperate for <clears throat> desperate for saves, um, rostering one or two of, the, of those guys might be helpful to you. Um, heading south a little bit further to Tampa, interestingly, Jason Adam went to the IL. And, and a guy that I had been kind of secretly touting for those uh, who were in uh, holds leagues was Robert Stevenson is looking to be into a higher leverage role in Tampa. If you're in a league that values uh, holds, he's a guy that I've recommended to several people who've reached out to me privately on X or whatever it's called now, Twitter, um, to, to find out some of these guys that might be getting some holds. Interesting what Tampa has done. You know, they continue to really just figure out bullpen on the fly. They added Chris Davinsky off the scrap heap the other day. Andrew Kittredge is back uh, in, in the, a middle relief role, but he could easily step up into a role setting up Pete Fairbanks as well. Colin Poche is the uh, top option right there right now for holds. And then the other one, and this is just for in case you're absolutely, completely, totally, utterly desperate. Uh, Tyler Kinley, yikes, has gotten two saves this week's week in Colorado. Uh, Justin Lawrence, who has been masquerading as their closer, um, had a, a, a hold this week and, and also a loss in a, in a game that was a save situation. Um if you're really looking for saves, uh, Kinley might be an interesting guy for you to be able to get some saves. But as my good friend Michael Simeone would put it, uh, these might be painful saves. So be really careful as to what you're doing. I'm not totally convinced that Lawrence is out of that job there. They really don't have a lot of other options. I mean, they could look at Matt Cook. They could look at Jake Bird, who's had a pretty good season for them, too. Neither one of those guys are, are big uh, strikeout arms. Um Kenley's a little bit more of a strikeout arm than Lawrence, but they're kind of in a in a weird spot there. And Daniel Barr just hit the IL. So bullpens are always wonky. I do also want to point out one last thing, too, before we move on, that uh, Shintaro Fujinami was able to earn a save last night for Baltimore. And another guy in the situation that they're in there with um, not really knowing what's going on with Bautista, but no news in this case is probably bad news. Uh, and Cano moving up to the closer role. There's a wide open role there uh, as a in a setup role for uh, Danny Colombe and also uh, Shintaro Fujinami, who has an absolute cannon for an arm. I'm actually rooting for him really hard. I hope he does great. I'd love I'd love to see him strike out some Yankees in the playoffs. Oh wait, sorry, 
<laughs> Sorry. We're going, baby. We're, that we're was, going to the playoffs. That, that was, Clay Holmes, as you were speaking, you were talking shit about Clay Holmes at the beginning. And look at that. He just closed the game while you were talking. Yo, we're back. We're, you know, the Yankees are going to the playoffs, bro. Don't you love Yankees fans, Mike? Torres, Torres, there's a there's a saying in, in Chicago. I don't know if they have it in New York, and I don't know if they have it down where you're at either, Carlos. But but the, what they say here, the old folks say, the sun shines on every dog's ass once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard that one before? I, I have, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where you're at, bro. <laughs> I'll take it, bro. Shine on my hey, ass all day. Hey, you know what? The, the White Sox lost on a, a walk-off balk yesterday. So no. <laughs> I got nothing to, yeah, I got nothing to, to the Mets earlier this year. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. At, at least your teams are going to stay in, in their places, man. <laughs> oh. I'm watching right now, bro, on my phone. Uh, White Sox are up 5-4, to four, top of the ninth. We might get a clean sweep. The A's won. The Yankees won. We just need the White Sox to close it oh, out. And they on. will screw it up through, somehow. Good, lo- good luck. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's, move on. let's move on to our recommendations. <laughs> so uh, this is the part of the show where we identify one fantasy-related podcast, article, or piece of content that we found helpful or interesting over the past week. So, Carlos, let me start with you. What is something that uh, that you want to plug here? So I, I would love to recommend a piece by one of my colleagues at Facebook Perspectives. It's Rob Mains, and he did with the Pete Palmer, the the guy that grow that wrote the the hidden game of baseball with uh, John Thorne. Um, you know, one of the godfathers of all the saber <laughs> saber movement, and they wrote um, a, a series, a, a two part series regarding clutch. And it's called Leverage, History, and Value. I found it fascinating because it's it's like all the struggles that we've had to try to, you know, to measure, if, if that could be the word used to measure clutch and and, and, thing, um, and to try to establish lever- leverage in, in baseball. And it, it's been fascinating. And I would highly recommend to anyone that wants to go, like, to the basics of what it's been done in that regard and what and there is a lot to be done yet because it's really really hard to even try to to do anything around clutch there is even people that that doesn't believe in in, in clutch there are others that do it it's a really cool topic and i highly recommend to anyone reading about it that sounds like awesome stuff mike what about you what are you recommending this week you know i, I I talked about this guy with you before offline, and it, it's an, a guy that works at Fantrax with me, and uh, his name is Mick Silella. And oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he does his MLB rankings and uh, does the the betting content, and I find that to be fascinating. I and mean, he's really helped me uh, make just a little extra spending money, you know, um, at, over the course of the year. He's at he's uh, at the Mick twenty three on Twitter. Uh, great stuff, easy to follow, uh, makes sense. Um, I, I just think he does a great job. I just wanted to give him a shout out here. All right. Well, we're usually here shouting other people out, but I'm going to take a second to plug my own thing that I got going on. So recently hey, hey. I joined with uh, Sportstopia, which is a new website uh, that is putting out football and baseball content. Um, a lot of it is focused around uh, Daryl Snyder at Fantasy Sports Logic has developed an optimizer. Uh, that's a, a really cool tool. And uh, at Sportstopia, we're using that optimizer uh, to uh, handicap DFS. And uh, we're having football, baseball shows. So as of right now, I'm doing a Tuesday morning uh, DFS show. Uh, Tuesdays at 930. You could find it uh, on YouTube. I will be putting the link in my uh, on my Twitter feed at Torres Takes. So uh, watch out for that would love any support it's a new website there's some great talent going over there sarah sanchez uh just joined them nice chris crawford drew silva uh so we're uh we're putting a good team together and uh, we're having some fun with it so uh go check us out that's awesome but man. uh that moves us to our last segment and i know for us and a, a lot of the people who listen this this may be the best segment that we do and it's our mental health minute so uh we're going to talk about something that we're doing right now to 
maintain our physical and or mental wellness. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you. You talked about your Pearl Jam experience yesterday. So uh, I think uh, that's the direction you're going to be going for this week. Yeah, you know, so I don't know how much it has to do with my mental health at the moment, but I'm going to share something real quickly with the crew here and and with uh, anybody who's listening. You know, uh, I love live music. I, besides the, all the baseball stuff that I'm doing with the podcast and writing and coaching my son's team, music is a real refuge for me, and it always has been. And um, I was able to go to the Pearl Jam concert last night with my brother and a couple of friends, and my brother's got some great connections and hookups to be able to provide these types of things for a special ed teacher who would never be able to afford doing them or uh, being part of it. I last saw Pearl Jam about 30 years ago and 30 years ago, I was 20. I was a wild man. I know that might be hard to believe. I, I, I had kind of a devil may care attitude about a lot of different things. And last night in watching them perform live and, and Eddie Vedder, who, um, is from the Chicago area, just north of town here in a place called Evanston, was showing pictures and slides of things and being home and um, showing the fans here. You know, Pearl Jam's huge in Chicago because he's from here, you know, and um, they have a group of fans that follow them around everywhere. It's this really cool thing. But he was really relatable and he was really humble and was talking about going and visiting the place where he grew up. And uh, there being a Hispanic family that was living there now who were looking at him uh, with distrusting eyes. And then they realized uh, one of the guys came up to him and said, hey, aren't you Eddie Vedder? I'd heard rumors that you lived here and whatever. They took pictures. They had beers together and all this other stuff. So what does that have to do with mental health? Well, nothing exactly. But here's what I took from it. The person that I was 30 years ago is still in me. It's still the same person that I was when I was 20 is still in here with the other people, the old person that has replaced that young person. But what I thought about last night when I got home guys was, you know, here's Eddie Vedder who's 58 still has passion, still has energy out there yelling his guts out for three hours. Right. And, and really putting on a great show. And it was one of the best shows I've seen. And I've seen hundreds of shows. And I thought about that, like for me, like, what does that mean for me? And I'm like, you know, we always have the chance to be able to add to our wisdom by just putting ourselves out there, staying passionate about the things that we're passionate about, but also then learning how to control like some of our urges and, and learn to kind of sit with sometimes uncomfortable feelings. I was sitting there last night listening to songs that brought me back to a time when I was in college, when I was a really different person. But like I said, that person is still here. And I, I was really grateful and, and, and blessed, I felt, last night, thinking, here I am at 50, you know, definitely playing the back nine of life, right? And I've had all these opportunities in my life where I probably shouldn't have been able to push through something or, quite honestly, a couple of times where I should not have survived things that happened that I did to myself, and I'm still here. And I thought about that in relation to my work today. It was a really bad day at work today, a lot of crazy stuff going on that I don't really want to talk about at this point, and it's over and done with. But that show got me through because you know what? Music and the different things like that, it can restore the soul. The soul wants to reach out to things that are around it that support it and give it beauty and give it its luster back, right? And I needed that lifeline last night. I needed that that show uh, of just a great, great music show and hearing songs that brought me back to being in college. Um, but that really, to me, is is really an important piece of all this, right? It's like, being vulnerable in that and understanding like, wow, I was having a moment. It was almost like a religious experience. And no, I was not under the influence. I was not drunk. I was not high or anything like that. It's a cheap cop out way to look at it, but it was like a religious experience for me. And it really reminded me of like, Hey, you know what? Go out and get the things that you want to do that you're passionate about because your life could be snuffed out tomorrow. I could walk out to my car tomorrow after work and get struck by a meteor. It's unlikely but it could happen. And so if you're not living for the now, you can't can't think about the past too much and you can't really think too much about the future either. All you have is this moment right now. It's September 6, 2023. I'm on with two of my guys here that I love talking to and I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I am like really happy and like super motivated and moved by my experience last night seeing a great band and uh, by the by the experience that I get to have with you guys. I mean, Chris, you know, Carlos, I know you've got a lot of things going on at home and with work and whatnot, but Chris, I mean, we talk all the time and it, it's, it, 
a lot of time it has nothing to even do with baseball, right? Like we never would have been able, we never would have found each other and become friends if it wasn't for this thing that we're doing, right? So what a blessing that the three of us were able to find each other in all of the morass that we find ourselves in on a daily basis. You know, like we're in swamp shit up to our knees sometimes and we still figure out a way to get it done and have fun. And I'm so grateful to both of you for being part of this venture of the podcast um, and being looped in with this stuff. So many things have happened for me positive in the last year because of my association with you guys. And I, I'm grateful to you guys. I'm grateful for your friendship. And I'm grateful for the men that you guys are because you're both outstanding people. As much shit as I give both of you, you're both amazing guys. And so I know I went on and rambled there, but like it was really important to me to get that off my chest. Like go and be vulnerable. Enjoy life, man, because you never know when it could just be all go to hell in a handbasket, you know? Oh man. So much wisdom there, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank was, you for the awesome. kind words. Right, right back at you, bro. Um so uh Carlos, I, it's gonna be tough to follow up on. Oh but my let me, goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let my me goodness. ask you, uh what what is something that that you've been doing lately to maintain your your physical and or mental wellness? Uh, uh just thank you, Mike. Um and um well, the tiny thing that it's, I've been doing is reading, and it's recreational reading. Uh, I found myself reading a lot of stuff, but it was mostly work and even baseball-related stuff that at some point can feel a little bit like work uh, because, you know, researching and things like that, and even if it's for, for the team. So what I've been doing, like, for the past month, I... I started reading recreational stuff like sci-fi and things like that that I've the nerd in me loves so so um and I have read like six books in a month just one after the other but because I want to you know because I I've been enjoying them and 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 I found pleasure on on reading them it's not like uh a, 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 you know a chore or or anything like that it, it and and I think that's helped me to to have a, a you know a, a better um, you know I, I've been I, I've been like happier <laughs> while I've been doing this and and I think that's something that sometimes we for, forget because we have to do a lot of it's especially those of us who we who work with it may, I, I teach so I have to read a lot of stuff every day and be up to date with a lot of things and then that sometimes it gets boring man <laughs> trying just to to be uh, on top of everything because you need to um, get the best out of you for for the kids so reading the 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 nice crazy things that i like to read uh, it, it's been fun and it's been fine for for myself awesome thanks for sharing man all right so for me uh, i had something else that i was going to share but I'll, I'll save that for next time because mike uh got me thinking about music and man i'm so with you like just the how powerful music can be and you use the the term like a religious experience and sometimes i feel feel like that when i'm listening there's one band that i i really feel that for it's actually a chicago-based band i think i've mentioned them to you before mike uh rise against mm -hmm. are you familiar with them yeah. absolutely absolutely i mean that band literally like people may think i'm exaggerating but i'm really not like that that band has my life would be different if it wasn't for them and their music um i can't tell you how many days i've had that have been really really difficult and i'll just put them on and i'll i'll blast the shit out of it i mean like i'm like you know i'm surprised my speakers are still intact to be honest with you and i get on the road like this is one of my coping skills like taking a drive putting the windows down putting like blasting music and just letting that sound like inundate my soul like that's that for me is so therapeutic and, and better than any like medication I could like that right there just resets me. And that band in particular has been, um, you know, very instrumental in that. And there, there's been other ones as well, but um, yeah. So, and that I've done that recently a few times, like when things have gotten overwhelming, you know, and I've just got like two months going on after I put the kids to bed, I just hop in the car and just take a quick drive and just put on, 
put on some music and, and just really focus on that. Uh, so definitely I, I can, can relate to that. I've seen that band rise against like over 10 times in person. And I want to see them in Chicago because I, I've heard that they're, because that's where they're from. And that's like the best show that they do. So one of these days when they're out there in Chicago, I'm coming to stay with you, Mike. And yep, I'll take you, bro. Going. Like we're you, going. you gotta come with me. Absolutely. We'll, we'll I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I love live shows, man. Let's go. All right. Sounds nice. good. Well, we are going to leave it there. Carlos, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on again. We've missed you. Um, You could, if you want to tell our, uh, everybody knows where they could find you, but I have to, you know, that's part of the show, man. Tell our listeners where they could find you. Yeah. X or Twitter or the whatever you guys are calling it these days uh, at at CA Marcano. And I just wanted to, you know, thank you guys because I, as, as Mike said, you, you guys are, are one of the best things that has happened to me if, because of baseball. And and and, and um, I, I'm really grateful and I appreciate any time I have I, I can share. Uh, you just talking, just talking, and 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 it, it's it's beyond the game because it it's a way to it's the way that we men bond you know and mm-hmm. and and and, and, and uh, it's really really cool to do it with such ama- amazing guys like you guys so so thanks for having me yeah, well thank you and yeah it, you know baseball is that way that uh you know it, it kind of opens that door to to deeper things right yeah and uh and, and baseball is, and sports in general can be so helpful in that regard but uh anyway thank you again mike thank you um we are going to end there please if you like the show we'd love if you could give us a rating and review um it would really help us out Uh, you can also follow us on twitter at fantasy b beat um you finally got uh, it right i'm sorry you finally got it right I finally got it right. Yeah. You know, I, I prepared a little bit, um, but uh, we are putting clips from the show on there. We're telling you about when, when new shows are dropping. So definitely give us a follow there. We would really appreciate it. And lastly, we would love if you listen to all the other great content that's being put out on the triple play fantasy network, we've got some awesome podcasts uh, that are being put out several times per week. So we would appreciate a listen, but um, anyway, For Carlos Marcano, for Mike Carter, I'm Chris Torres. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Baseball Beat.